Before we get started, we just want to let you know about a few ways you can support our Grassroots Indie show. You can follow us on social media at No Bad Reviews Pod. We'd love it if you could go to your favorite podcasting app and rate us and review us. Also, please tell a friend about our podcast. And last, you can financially support us on patreon.com slash nobadreviews, buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod, and you can buy merch at our website, nobadreviewspodcast.com. Thank you, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, co-workers, and coffee industry professionals explore this beautiful world that we live in through the lens of coffee. Welcome. You've made it today to our show. It's fucking sunny outside. So nice outside. Right? Yeah. Finally. I know. Finally. I feel like I can get through winter now. Yeah. If it is above freezing and sunny, that's all I need. It's spring. It is. Yeah. We're right. getting there. We've made We're it, guys, there. almost. What Knock on wood. Like 40 degrees today? We made it 40? halfway there, actually. We're shit. only halfway through winter. We're getting yeah. there. Look, I don't stand for that kind of negativity on this podcast. <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> I'm Jenny, and I run the operations at a coffee company called Modest Coffee, and that's why I am your coffee industry professional. Yep. And I am Marcus, and I'm the lead roaster green coffee buyer, and... Uh, Part-time amputee. Actually, I think you're a full-time amputee. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, counts. <laughs> that checks oh. out. And Marcus is a coffee industry professional because he lost a thumb in to a, a rooster. coffee rooster. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any more legit than I'm that. So fucking hardcore, guys. <laughs> Literally, I don't know anybody else in this industry that's lost a fucking limb to this <laughs> business. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it'll go down. It's it's thing of legend for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys meet that one-handed, one-thumbed coffee roaster? <laughs> the legend of the one-thumbed coffee roaster. <laughs> okay, we got to start writing this story now. That's funny. Uh, I'm Stephanie, and I'm the employee of the month at Modest Coffee because I fished a thumb out of the coffee roaster. Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit. There it is. We dressed it. All right. Oh, man. Steph just got, Steph won like the next five years. Not only do you get like a, a special honorary colonel parking spot, <laughs> we're going to move it from the other side of the parking lot to like literally inside the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I get to pull right in. Yeah. That's did you great. get hazard pay for that? <laughs> That's great. I feel like you should have gotten hazard pay for that. Uh, probably should have. <laughs> Steph, yeah. Steph was the one um, the day after Marcus's thumb issue happened. Marcus is saying no. He doesn't want to hear this story. I'll just tell it really fast. Abridged version. I'll tell it an abridged version. Uh, we still had coffee roasting to do, so I had to go in, and Steph came in to help. And then our teen, uh, like, save the day helpers came in as well. Mm-hmm. And it was underneath this column inside this cabinet. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, Steph was like, what are you going to do about the thumb? And I was like, 
believe it. <laughs> Obviously. Right. I was like, if a mouse dies in your wall, you don't like tear down the drywall to get it. So like, let's just pretend this is a mouse in a wall and it'll, it'll go away. It would have been like the telltale heart. Like I would not have been able to walk past that roaster knowing right. what was in there. Right. I'm pretty sure if we got a surprise health department visit, they might like, take issue the with fuck, that. Guys? <laughs> like, look, I can't. They like, you can't gloss over that one now. And then that's when you both have to be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Thanks for finding that. <laughs> that's the only response for that. If the health inspector finds a thumb. Oh, my God. So it was not actually in any equipment. I just want to say that. It was, like, in a cabinet <laughs> underneath the cooling tray. But um, I couldn't deal. I mean, maybe given a little more time, I could have dealt. But, like, a fresh 12 hours later, Steph okay. was the one to save the day. And I, she... Yeah. I didn't want it to be dealt with days later. I, I figured it could only get worse. Well, yeah, I believe yeah. that that's enough banter. For <laughs> Poor Marcus we... is having a real tough time here. <laughs> Shall we get into the episode? Wait, we, we need to banter for a second because it's an important day for the three of us. Oh, oh, yeah. It is. Oh, let me say one thing really quickly. Sorry, everybody listening, that we're a week late. Um, we had a crazy thing happened where we went viral then we had a crazy thing happen where marcus lost his thumb and then of course the only way all that could end was with covid (laughs) (laughs) so then marcus somehow got covid and then i got covid but i didn't think i had covid but i took a test anyways and we had to emergency cancel because steph didn't want covid thank you you're welcome but it gave us an opportunity to get together here now. What's this joyous occasion, stuff? This joyous occasion, you guys, is our one-year anniversary as Yay! podcasters Aww. together. That's so true. I do not like keep a close eye on the numbers, so I'm curious if we reached our goal of being bigger than Joe Rogan in one year. We did. We? Oh, I can yay! confirm. We That's we are. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We're super rich. Finally. I know. Isn't it great? We're so rich we can quit this thing yeah. <laughs> and just retire. We're definitely bigger than Joe Rogan in the Fox Valley. <sighs> Thank sure. God. That's we great. are really, I think we're probably bigger than Joe Rogan on this block. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, key demographic. Mm-hmm. Right. Advertising group. Oh, good job, you guys. Yeah. I went back That's and awesome. li- I went back and listened to our first episode. Wow. Marcus's editing, first of all, has come a long way. <laughs> Everything about this podcast has come a long ways from we that first episode. We don't I would suggest you actually go do this. No, but. it was bad. We did all end up listening. When Jenny listened to it, then I was like, well, I have to listen to I it. And too. then, yeah, and then you had to. Yeah. Also. So, yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was fun to hear the beginning. But yeah, you guys don't have to yeah. re listen to you that. You see, there's don't. seeds. There's seeds there. And they blossomed and grew into this. You know what? We learned a lot. Yeah. And, you know, here we are. We weren't sure what we were, like, the podcast had to lead us, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And that first episode was just, like, yeah. opening ourselves up to be led. And right. some great, you know, great feedback and pushing and pulling from listeners. And, and yeah, now we have this, like, you know, uh, this hugely popular platform that we are now, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in stewards of. That's it. <laughs> Can I just say thanks to the OG first people who like listened to us and still continued to listen to us after yeah. that? 
The people who like so graciously said, "Hey, you did a great job." I know. But they're probably lying. There's literally, Aww. or just, or they were blinded by their love for us. We have good friends. We do yeah. have good Thanks, friends, you guys. There's literally tens, maybe hundreds of you now. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Um. So yeah, that was fun to listen back to. I still think Night by Night is really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and good maple trip. sausage coffee. You know, I did. I need there to do more impersonations bits. too. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yes, your yeah. funny accents. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Papa Papa Nicholas was good. Definitely. I um in that episode we talked about um it was a maple bacon coffee and I said that we should make bulletproof coffee with uh, bacon fat and add maple syrup to it. I'm getting this slow blink from Jenny. But <laughs> I was I, really hoping you wouldn't bring this up. This I is why I'm blinking. Feel like that would be a really great love it or leave it Patreon episode, and I meant to bring bacon fat with me. Today. Oh. I knew this was coming. <laughs> You know, there's always next week. Well, we'll put that on the Patreon. Yeah. Awesome. Just really? for you. Really? Can Not we today. do it? Not today. Maybe next week. Work up your... Um... Well, you didn't even bring the bacon fat. <laughs> I forgot. I have some in the basement downstairs. No, no. That's fat. not the same. It's, that's, that's just lard. lard. That's not bacon fat. That's oh. literally bacon fat. It's not. It's pig fat. Wait, uh, wait. We're not supposed to argue. That was our cardinal rule. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, I do want to say that bacon, though, is cured and it's salted and it's seasoned. You're right. And that's what makes bacon fat different than just lard. I'll okay. bring bacon fat next that's week. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. I don't want to drink lard coffee anyways. It feels, feels something <laughs> disgusting. wrong about that. So if we need to wait till next week. I'm fine with that. We'll wait till next week. Bacon, maple syrup, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like the breakfast of champions. I'm Who excited. knows? Maybe this will be a delicious thing. So in well, honor then, of our one year anniversary. Why are we here today? So yeah, today we are back with a new episode. It's been so long since we've done a properly researched episode. Mm. Gosh, it was like we had our story last time and we did a repeat the time before the decaf. Also, sorry about that decaf episode. There was like a weird... You can't get clean by rolling around in the mud, Jenny. No, I was just going to say that decaf episode had a weird audio glitch with our commercials. So anybody who listened to that, sorry about that. Mm. I don't know what happened. But yeah, it's been a while since we um, have recorded a new episode. I don't remember what the last one was. Was it... I mean, was it in December? It was, no, it was like the history of the ago. last two weeks. That was the no, last no. Time I'm saying the recorded. last research normal oh, episode, a proper like <clears throat> format episode. Christmas, yeah. Christmas, jolliest but, bunch of assholes. Oh my god, yeah, it's been a hundred years. It has wow. been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long, long, long month. Well, it's been so long since I've seen you guys since yeah. December. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I this I'm episode I'm fucking excited about because oh we've god. been like sitting staring at these for like months we and bought months this. and months. What's it called? Pocket latte. I keep calling it pocket lattes, but there's no S at the end. It's just pocket latte. And what it is, is it's a, we were social media advertised back when we first started and we bought it because it sounded great. Basically, it's a chocolate bar that's made with coffee, but not your typical chocolate bar that's made with coffee. And I'll talk about their manufacturing mm. um, and slash recipe a little bit later, which because it's interesting to me. Cool. But yeah, basically, each bar is the equivalent caffeine of a cup of coffee. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And it's not like coffee nubs in there, you're saying. Like, no. uh, you know how sometimes it's... Like ground coffee yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah. It's not that. I it's love that expression, by the way. Nubs? Coffee nubs? Coffee nubs. Yeah. <laughs> it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Your coffee nub. That's my new nickname It's going to be. Nubs? Coffee, coffee nub. nub. <laughs> coffee nub. <laughs> Aww. MPT jokes. <laughs> I get to make those. 
Not everyone Not else. Not you. <laughs> Marcus is a little sensitive. Marcus wants to control the joking narrative. And that's totally, I think, normal and reasonable. You know, it's fine. It's a small group of, of us that yeah. are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways. Anyways, so yeah. yes. So also I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of chocolate um, with this episode as well, just to kind of, because I thought that might be interesting to look into. Yeah. So I decided to look into it. I wanted to go into like the, uh, like, problems with coffee chocolate production these days mm. oh boy i decided to save that for another episode oh, good. there's another episode that i'd like to do and instead i decided to look into uh the history of chocolate in korea was well, that where this is manufactured no but the um founder of pocket latte his mom is a korean immigrant oh. and so he's a first generation american um so i thought that i just was like oh what about coffee or chocolate in yeah. Because once I started researching the history of chocolate, it wasn't an Asian, like, dessert thing. It was South American originally, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So um, chocolate, just so everybody knows, is made from the fruit of a tree. It's the pod that grows on the cacao tree. And each pod contains 40 cacao beans. And then the beans are what are harvested, dried, and roasted to create cocoa beans. Mm. So, yeah, you have this big thing, a big, like, football-shaped pod. And inside of it, it has, like, these large coffee or cacao beans inside of it. So there's a bunch of those. And those, Mark, as you know, like, cocoa or cacao can be roasted in similar to coffee roasters or even in coffee roasters, right? Yeah, I I remember, like, getting bit by that. Um, rabbit hole at one point I was like oh, I want to look into making chocolate yeah, yeah. and um, and yeah I, I, I didn't get too far down the rabbit hole I stopped after like learning about melangers which is like a 16 hour like stone ground process to make these like chocolate beans into like chocolate mm. this is like so labor intensive I was like I got too much shit <laughs> yeah it is definitely more of a process than um, what would constitute a hobby Right. Mm. Like, there's way more time involved. It's a full-time job if you want to be a chocolatier. For for real. Yeah. It's like a practice. Yeah. So even yeah. though we have a coffee roaster, we will not be getting into chocolate. Sorry, everyone. That's too bad. I would love a chocolate arm of modest coffee. Not an arm. I know. That was not an I'm sorry. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I would love modest coffee to have a whole chocolate line. A yes. division. I, you know, a division. Yes. Yeah. You never <laughs> yeah. know. You never know. I mean, like, right. We might get... Might might meet a chocolatier that wants to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know. You if never you're know. You're a chocolatier, right in. <laughs> oh yeah, we actually did once get a. I wish I remembered what that company was. They were like, "You send us your coffee, and we turn it into chocolate, and then we give it back to you, and you can sell it." And it was oh. something that I thought was really interesting. But then you know, like everything else, takes fucking that gets pushed down on the list. Yeah. And now I don't even remember what that company was. Hmm. Now watch as we get inundated with ads for like, oh, if you want to do that, I do that. (laughs) That's all right. Let them come. Let them come. All right. As long as they're listening, just join the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Give us money before we give you money. Right. Uh, Um, Anyway, so it's not exactly certain who cultivated the cacao tree, but it was super popular with the Maya and the Aztec in Central South America. The Maya... They were a civilization from like 200. I didn't realize they had this long of a span. Mm. 250 to 1700 
Kaminura. Wow. Yeah. It was a yeah, long good run. time. Uh-huh. And then the Aztec overlapped with them, um, but they didn't. their civilization didn't start until about the 1400s. Mm. Wow. And then, obviously, the conquistadors from Spain came and fucked it all up yeah. for everyone. Well, yeah. Disease mm-hmm. and well, famine. Exactly. And exploitation. Um, but the earliest evidence of chocolate was in Olmec pots way back, 1500 BCE. A, oh, wow. What pot? What uh, you call it? Olmec, it was like a... The Olmec was a civilization prior to the Maya. So the Olmec went from, you know, maybe 1500, whatever. No I didn't shit. actually That's look into their dates, time. but they were, they were like pre-Maya, Damn, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And what also is really interesting to me is um, just like how populated and thriving the cultures were in Central South America so far back. I mean, this is going back to like Roman era and you think of, we know so much about the Roman era and then all like all of that history up until now and even like things that were happening in the Middle East. Why? We just don't really get taught that much about American, like North and South Central indigenous American history, but they had these thriving like well developed because it wasn't documented. That's probably why. It's no, so they had documentation. Fascinating that all we learn is European history, mm-hmm. even though we're in the mm-hmm. Americas. Yeah. It may as well just like nothing happened until Spain came over. Right. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Right. But then it's not, it's got to be difficult too because they're like, yeah, this should happen right like four hundred years ago, you know. And there's the culture goes from there till four hundred years ago, and then they're like. Yeah, but what happened to the... How did we all get here now? And, like, that's our history is, you know, that history. Mm -hmm. I get why it is, but I just feel like because we're living in those lands or adjacent to those lands, we should really be learning more of this history. Olmec didn't have... Really, they didn't have the written records, but the Maya did. And the Maya 250 common era, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's pretty far back. They lasted a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. American... Education system, if you're listening. (laughs) No, they are not. Um, Anyway, so, but, uh, yeah, so they found in these pots um, traces of theobromine, um, which is the stimulant found in chocolate and tea. So that, you know, archaeologists have analyzed these pots and analyzed them to see what what these pots were containing and they were containing chocolate. Um, Chocolate originally throughout all of these cultures was was a drink, a warm drink. Um, I did know that from my mm-hmm. Spanish 2 class in high school. Yeah, it took a long time for them to actually start making chocolate as we know it. That's a super recent invention. Chocolate. They, yeah, they actually, it's pronounced. The Aztec, they gave the word for chocolate, and it's, and then this time, instead of me trying to figure it out, I put in parentheses, like, the phonetic way to say it. Love it. I know, go Getting me. better. Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, no, no. Nope, that was wrong. If Pocket, I could read... Chocolatel. <laughs> oh. Chocolatel. Chocolatel. There you did go. Your notes, did you really put notes down there? I did. Look, <laughs> okay. it's in parentheses. Okay. I, and I went through Google. Look and I your was, notes are so professional. I know. I'm like a real fucking podcaster. Fucking Remember first <laughs> episode? No. So, guys, I read this thing on Google. We're going to do an <laughs> Let me tell you about it. and Google it as we're telling the story. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So, the, there's a lot more evidence of Coco's conception um, in Mayan culture. 
Um, then the Olmec. The Olmec was, they think it was pretty much ceremonial because of the ceremonial pots. Mm, now we're on to okay. the Maya. Maya, um, cocoa was a revered drink. It was regularly consumed with most meals. I mean, this was like the drink of the Mayans. It was like the Coca-Cola mm. of the Mayans. They were like drinking it everywhere, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was so ingrained in their culture. It was like their drink. Do you know, like, was it like hot chocolate? Was it sweetened or was it... Yeah, milk? I mean, it would have been pretty bitter without spicy, milk and think, sugar, right? I remember something about there being being like spicy. Yeah, huh. they did. It was, um, it was, they enjoyed it thick and frothy with chili peppers, honey, and water. So yeah, they had the sweetening Ooh. of the honey. Yeah. Damn. So it was a little bit spicy, very creamy. Um, Man, they're on it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you come to my house. Oh, can I get you a, a cup of cocoa? Basically, ceremonies. No wonder that that civilization lasted so long, <laughs> right? People must have loved that. Yeah, like this is good culture, right? Hell here. yes! Mm. Fuck yeah! I mean, if I showed up somebody's house and they're like, "Can I give you this delicious cup of homemade cocoa?" I wouldn't fight. I would, I be, would like, be like, "Yes, let's thank trade. you." Hmm. We should farm. I don't know. Well, they did. They did. They were, you know, if it was ceremony. Well, I mean, I guess the Mayan weren't really trading, but. The Aztecs actually used it as currency, in go. fact. Yeah. Right. It ended up being worth more than gold by weight. I mean, you can't drink was. gold. What are you going to do with gold? Technically, you can. I mean, it is edible. Okay. Right? Mm. Yeah. In large okay. drinkable Sorry. quantities. <laughs> right. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know about a whole cup of it. Can I interest you in a glass of sweetened molten gold? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of Goldschlager. Like flakes of it in there. Can I, inter- I remember that stuff. <laughs> Can I inter- Did you feel classy drinking it? I never tried it. But I probably would have felt really high class. I mean, definitely. In the dive bar in DeKalb when I was 19, I felt super classy when drinking Goldschlager shots. I had a group of friends that like wanted to filter out all the gold and be like, that's it. That's the, you know. This is money positive. (laughs) (laughs) This is my new job, filtering gold schlager. It's not panning for gold, you guys. It's not the same. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so then the Aztec, they came came up right along at the tail end of the Maya. Um, But they were like, so the Aztecs, from from the little that I know about them, they were a little bit, the Aztecs were a little bit more fierce. A little more warmongery. Yeah, a little more fierce all the way around. Um, And they also were a little more fierce with their cocoa. A little more fighty, a little more bitey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I would describe the Aztecs, fighty and bitey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that they had those like creepy like war whistles. That was an internet meme for a little bit. Oh. Where they sound like thousand people screaming and they're like horrible. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. How did they not fuck up the, you know what it was? It was smallpox. So I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a Spanish conquistador, I've just spent months on an ocean, and then I hear some fucking whistle that's like the screams of thousands. Yeah. I'd be like, turn this boat around. Mm -hmm. I'm going. Goodbye. But they, yeah, they brought the smallpox, and that did it. Anyway, smallpox, it's a terrible disease. So the Aztecs believe that the, the cacao was given to them by the gods, and so that meant that, you know, more godlike humans of amongst them were the ones that should be consuming it naturally um it no longer became a really common drink for everybody it became a common drink for 
you know, the, the, the rich and the elite. powerful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. Mm -hmm. Right. The poor could still c consume it, but it would be more like celebratory times. It was like a fancy, like you're going all out um, at your wedding or something like that. They would have it. Here's some interesting, I'll tell you, I looked up or I found some information on what cocoa was worth because, or cacao was worth because it was worth more than gold, as I said. But honestly, they're not wrong. <laughs> Give me some chocolate. Yeah. A zucchini was traded for four cocoa beans. Okay. Gold must not have been worth yeah, that much, right? They, right. All right. A rabbit, 10. And a slave, 100. 100 cocoa beans for yeah. a person. And then how much yes. did gold go for? Like one cocoa bean was worth more than one appropriately si approximately sized gold nugget? I don't know. That's probably, I don't know. I'm you not know? sure. I didn't like, look that into it. How big is that it. gold nugget compared I was to just, that? Cocoa bean. What I also find interesting is that a slave is what worth what? Does that make it 400 zucchini? It doesn't seem like very much. <laughs> I feel like I could grow that much zucchini in my tiny garden. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. The Aztecs were kind of fucked up. Yeah. But if you go back, like, pre-inflation, you know. Like, I mean, that's true. That's right. true. So, anyways. You have to adjust for inflation. Now they're worth, like, hundreds of thousands of zucchini. zucchini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe actually not if you adjust for inflation. Ask <laughs> Nestle and they're fucking. Oh wait. I can't, I can't oh, we can. We can. We can. That's a good. That's a good point, Marcus. Well, have to ask Nestle what the current going rate for slaves is. How many zucchinis <laughs> they trade? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I don't man. know if that's gonna make it in. Well, <laughs> well, it should. Well, this Fuck episode Nestle. was not the episode that I went into <laughs> modern day slave trade and cocoa right that's a future you know, episode just we stay can tuned. just say that there was news articles so maybe you know we're just calling out what's publicly available so right yeah, yeah sure recently too. look people are saying right. people are saying people are saying allegedly allegedly all right anyways then the conquistadors they came <laughs> they fucked it all up but they really loved cocoa and mm -hmm. they um they brought jesus they brought jesus and smallpox <laughs> So, and took cocoa. And took cocoa back right. to Spain. Um, nice. So it was obviously incredibly popular. I mean, I don't think that they had much of anything. I mean, that you didn't have vanilla yet, really, did you? Because that was grown in what, Madagascar? Mm. Vanilla pods and stuff? That's oh, not a European thing. And then chocolate. I mean, until they started exploring, what? I mean, I don't know what you would oh grow. God. Apples? Europe was so sad yeah. before they started conquering tropical places. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Right. So obviously, cocoa, hot cocoa went off like crazy. Um, in the Spanish court, their way of doing it, well, I guess they did have vanilla. Cocoa, cinnamon, and vanilla. That's how they would do it there. And then chocolate mania took over all over Europe, spread out. And so um, then came the slave trade. Mm. We knew it would come to this. So what happened was in Europe, crazy chocolate's super crazy popular. Uh, this, but the Spanish over in Mexico, Central South America, killing everybody. So now there's nobody left to fucking, like, harvest and grow the cacao. Oh. So they were like, oh, shit, what do we do now? So then they went and they took it over to Africa, and then they just started growing cacao in Africa, which is, I think, widely where it's grown nowadays is in the African continent. Mm. 
I think most cacao comes from there. Okay. I think. I'm not 100% sure, but um, that's what the Europeans started doing. Well, it's, so, a, it's a global commodity now, so yeah. it's probably grown all over. That's true. Um, so they brought it to Africa, and then it start, It kicked off the hundreds of years of slaves growing mm. cacao in Africa. Hmm. And so, like I said, we all know the stories of colonialization. Mm-hmm. And so I decided not to go down that path today. Because Pocket Latte is a Korean company, I wanted to talk a little bit about chocolate and how it got over to Korea. So interesting. Yeah. So and yeah. It's a very, very recent product in Asia. And how is that? How is it that Asians were like had chocolate kept from them for so many centuries? Because it seems that like when the, the Europeans went out, they went east. They didn't mm. go west. Mm. Or maybe because China's like already so fucking powerful, like Europe couldn't get through to conquer. But they were still kind of doing some colon. Well, no, that's the United States. Never mind, colonizing Asia. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that there was a lot of like yeah, like I think Chinese were just doing their own thing. Yeah, because they were and the I dominant think, power. I think back then. Yeah, that's definitely true because um, in Korea too, it was uh, like the like Korea, the Korean Peninsula was like going back and forth between China and Japan. So I think Mm -hmm. Asia had their whole own, like, thing going on, and the United States came in during the middle of the 1900s, and, like, they were doing some colonizing or, you know, diplomatic takeovers or whatever they want to call it. I mean, just trying to save people from the evils of communism. Oh, that's right, that's right. Really all about helping people. But that was much, much later. Yes. You know. So I'll just go really quickly into like chocolate itself um, and what was introduced into Korea. So what was introduced into Korea, it wasn't until the late 1800s, in fact, um, that chocolate bars were introduced. So um, after it's been introduced to Europe, it still takes another 200 years before solid chocolate became a thing. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Because the process is, so you have the cacao, what you do have to do to get it to be a bar of chocolate is separate the cocoa butter from the cocoa solids. Um, because chocolate bars are higher content of cocoa butter. So that's what gives it that, like, creamy, melty texture. Mm. Um, So there was a Dutchman named Van Houten. He developed a technique to extract the cocoa butter from the cacao beans. Um, Then the cocoa butter could be used in higher amounts to give that really yummy, creamy texture. Um, Like add it back in with the chocolate beans. Yeah, so you've separated it. You now have, like, cocoa powder. You have cocoa butter. And then you can you'll have your separate ingredient of sugar, and then you can add them back in different ratios than what it started out, Interesting. and that's what you can use to get like a nice perfect chocolate bar. I want to eat some chocolate right now. Well, oh you're God. going to <laughs> you're going to today. Um, in 1876, Peter Daniel of Switzerland he invented milk chocolate, and it was all over. Mm. I mean, once you had milk chocolate, I mean it. Everybody went crazy. Like, that's when, like, this explosion of fancy chocolates and chocolatiers and, like, beautifully created and decorated chocolates where it really became, like, a special, fun, fancy thing. Um, By the end of the 19th century, there was even further. So this all happened super fast. Once they figured out how to make chocolate bars, everybody was like, how do we make these better? So then there was an apparatus that was invented, and that was able to grind down the chocolate 
that was extracted from the cocoa butter into a really fine powder, which led to even tastier, like more finely textured and like um, Is that like the delicate chocolate, p- potentially a melanger, probably. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So that's so now like Europe's crazy for chocolate bars, and that's when it was first introduced to Korea. Um, there was a, I think he was probably like the royal chef. Um, he, his name is Sun Tuck, and he was the one who introduced it to the Korean royal court. He, like, was in charge of, like, when, like, foreign visitors came, he was the one in charge of making everything really nice for those foreign visitors. Mm. And so I, they had some European guests coming, so he's like, well, I'm going to get some chocolate and have some chocolate in this court mm. for them. I've heard that these Europeans are into this chocolate thing. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, it was not well-received Really? Overall? I mean, how could it not be? But it was like... They are like, this is some janky-ass chocolate, man. They were like, this is so weird. What is this thing? They well, weren't super into it. You're Not the Europeans, the Koreans. The Koreans were not super oh, okay. into it. Yeah. yeah. So in Korea, there was this mindset of like native products and like native pride. And I can actually relate to... Like I learned about this when I was in Japanese class in high school because they have an entirely separate... Um, alphabet for words and like things that aren't Japanese and then another alphabet for things that are Japanese Mm. of Japanese origin so they have a similar thing in Korea too where it's like there are all of these things that are culturally Korean and then all of these things that are not culturally Korean and Mm. so chocolate was this outsider item Mm. Um, so it was like it was like a delicacy, I guess, but it wasn't one that anybody really got that into. It wasn't really popular. Huh. And I think it's because of this, like, this pride in native Korean culture and, like, this deep-seated um, connection to things that are culturally Korean. They weren't, like, looking for new things. Yeah. That's interesting. I yeah. mean, I respect that. Mm-hmm. But you got to, like, be open-minded when chocolate shows up. <laughs> I know. Like, let's make an exception. Uh, uh. So uh, it was probably a slow burn, though. It mm-hmm. probably took off. It did. It, well, it did eventually take off. That's true. Because yeah. um, so what happened was uh, 1950s-ish. That's when the Korean War is going on. Mm-hmm. So the United States soldiers are here mm-hmm. in Korea mm-hmm. doing their soldier thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, they had, I guess, military-issue chocolate. Mm -hmm. The military would Mm -hmm. issue these big hunks of chocolate, and it looked like baker's chocolate almost, Mm -hmm. like not frills. Yeah, rations. Yeah, I was so surprised that they got rations of chocolate. Um, But it wasn't, like, branded or anything. It was just, like, this hunk of chocolate. But I guess, like, the Korean children, the soldiers were like, Oh, I miss my kids at home. Like, let me give pass out some chocolate to you. So these kids got hooked on it, Soldiers and then their parents. Are always so nice when they're invading a country. I mean, protecting a country <laughs> from itself. Uh, yes. Well, they did bring chocolate. It's I something. Mean, it's something. Right. Yeah. Um. So then it kind of started taking off a little bit, but it was still this foreign item. And still viewed as an outsider product. But then South Korea started to manufacture its own chocolate. Mm. And South Korea actually still manufactures most of its own chocolate to this day, in fact. Like, it's like just now becoming something where imported chocolates are becoming a thing. Um, I want to try some 
Korean manufactured chocolate now. Yeah, interesting. I know. Yeah. Well, I do too. So what I did was I um, went and found a Korean website. So there's a, the most popular brand of chocolate is uh, called Ghana Chocolate, and it's made by a, a brand. I don't know if it's it's L O T T E. So it's, I don't know if it's pronounced Lot or Lati. But that's the brand. And then Ghana chocolate is kind of the most iconic chocolate brand. What if they have that at Super brand. H Mart? Well, mm. I looked on the Instacart app, and they did not have it listed at Super oh. H Mart. And Ghana chocolate is sold on Amazon, but it's the one that's manufactured in Japan. Oh. Because like I was saying, like Japan and Korea have really close ties. Um, so then I was like, I really want the one that's manufactured in Korea. Oh, my God, you're teasing us so much. Did you get the So I did find it, but I don't have it yet. I know. So I don't know when. I don't know if this website was even legit. (laughs) I think it is. Did you use Google Translate to order from it? There there was some Google Translating, some auto-translating. Everything seems like it was legit, but... Yeah, we'll see what happens. It was only fourteen bucks to like ship it over from Korea. We'll see what happens. And Maybe it'll arrive one day. To, to remind you guys that we have a Patreon <laughs> where we try all these like amazing things, and then you can find out is it worth it? Is it worth it through the hassle? So, Jenny, where can they where can they sign up at Patreon? I forget the name. That would be at Patreon.com/slash No Bad Reviews Pod. All right. Great. Well, go ahead and do and that. We'll, we'll let you know as soon as that stuff shows up. Yeah. So, yeah, I did order it. We'll see if it ever shows up. It'll be a great love it or leave it. I'm really excited to try it. Mm-hmm. Bonus yeah. content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bonus so, chocolate. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. So, so bring it back. So, How, yeah. Bring so, us back to Korea. So the 1950s, that's when some small-scale production um, of Korean chocolate. Um, there was some, like, People like playing around with it. Then this Lot family, Lot or Lati company, was the first large-scale chocolate manufacturer. Wait, founded in 19- is this guy connected to that company? I don't think so. Oh. I wish. Okay. Um, I thought his like yeah. I thought that's where you were cool. going. No. I'm like, and this guy's mom is an executive <laughs> at Lati. No, Cop. their story is a lot um, less connected oh, okay. to any large corporation. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was founded in 1964. Uh, still as operating to this day, they haven't even like updated their packaging. It's all still like super vintage from the 1960s, like this iconic red packaging with like gold lettering. It's really fun. Um, and, uh, but then it gained in popularity. Their thing was like to have a super creamy, delicious texture. And, um, it's because of that finely milled cocoa powder that they use and the high cocoa butter content. Mm. So I'm really excited. I really want to try it. I mean, I was ready to hop on a plane to Korea and buy some. <laughs> I think good. it's worth it. Um, but still, yeah, like I was saying before, imported chocolate is not huge in South Korea. Most goods were manufactured in the country until recently due to there was a Korean dictatorship until 1980. And there was always this Korea first mindset. And so that still is very culturally, until now recently, I think with like the internet, I think that has kind of changed things the way it is a little bit. There's a little bit more of an interest in things that are foreign, but up until recently, everything was made in Korea. Craft chocolate, though, like I said, was becoming super popular nowadays. And they now even have some chocolate giving holidays, which I thought sounded kind of fun. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. They have um, they have started celebrating Valentine's Day. Uh. And on Valentine's Day, girls give candy gifts to the boys. 
But then a month later, March 14th, the boys return the favor to the girls. Oh. Which I thought was kind of fun. That's like, cute. let's spread out hmm. the, the candy giving. Why not? And that's called White Day when the boys give it back to the girls. Hmm. I think that's kind of cute. That's yeah. Cute. And that's kind of like a good way for girls to find out if their guy's a dick or not. You know? <laughs> like, oh, hey, I'm interested. Like, here's a piece of chocolate. If he doesn't give one back, you know? Time to move on. Exactly. Right. Maybe he's just set that into you. <laughs> I think so. Right. So that's kind of fun. Um, that's a, I think that's a really good way for girls to kind of figure out what yeah. their guys are all about. Do you like me? A mm-hmm. little note. Or just like, even if you're like steady dating somebody, if you give him chocolate on Valentine's Day, but he like forgets about you on white day, mm. fuck him. I, mm-hmm. I thought we agreed not to bring my personal <laughs> problems into this podcast anymore, <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, Marcus. We'll find out. Really soon, Marcus. Mm-hmm. It's a week oh. from Tuesday. Do you want me to text you? I know. <laughs> Then there's oh. another chocolate giving holiday on 11-11. It's called Pepero Day. So Pepero is another chocolate company. So I'm thinking they probably the started Pepero this one. Day, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that they might have started that. Right. That's another uh, Korean chocolate company. Um, it was originally started in the 90s in the most 90s possible way where girls would give each other chocolate to wish each other to be tall and slim. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Although giving chocolate is not the way to wish somebody to be slim. But the sentiment oh, is very 90s. So ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is very 90s. Yeah. Oh, Steph, I wish you to stay super slim. Here's some chocolate. I hope you have a, a many years of slimness. <laughs> well, obviously it was successful. So like women fell for it. Because they totally did. it still is a thing now. Um, but now today it has it has kind of... It's changed and morphed. Now it's just like a fun, like chocolate giving holiday. Nobody's wishing anybody. Do we to have be slim. any corporate days, like as as you know, holidays now that we give shit out to? Is there like not mo- actually named after a corporation? Mm-hmm. They're a little more subtle in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> they're they? a little bit more about just taking over like a nice holiday yeah. and making it a commercialized, bastardized version. Yeah. That's what we do in the U.S. We don't. Corporations don't invent their own holidays. <laughs> they just take but over. They just take over ones that already exist yeah. and make okay. them culturally meaningless. Yeah. I think I'd prefer it if they were giving. Why don't you give back corporations? Give us holidays. Stop fucking taking the ones we already have. It's bullshit. And pay us. Pay your workers for that day off, too. That would, mm. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. You wouldn't invent holidays. Make them pay for it. This is, okay, yeah, they're not going for, major corporations are not going for any of these ideas. Right. Very un-American. Yes. Very un-American. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now t- nowadays, Pepero Day, um, everybody and anybody will gift each other chocolate. It's just like a little, like, friendly, give you, give everybody a little piece I'm of chocolate. I'm still, like, wrapping my head around, I'm, like, imagine the marketing guy is like, I can't believe that fucking worked. <laughs> He's like a billionaire now. He's like, oh, God, best decision ever. Like, yeah, I mean, Pepero, yeah, I, mean, I mean. You can't pay for that kind of branding. Seriously. We got to start Modest Coffee Day. Day. Yeah. Modest Coffee Day. <laughs> yeah, make it take off. Right. right. Buy the person you love a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Or a bag yeah. of beans. And they'll get skinny and tall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways that's just chocolate that's how chocolate got to korea and kind of chocolate's little history in korea um so yeah now we can go on to pocket latte can i like eat this while you tell me the story All this <laughs> you talk may about not chocolate you I'm have to dying. wait oh, dying. till we brew some coffee 
Brew um, some. Wait, we're brewing coffee too. No, I'm too? just messing right, with you. I'm brew that in my mouth. <laughs> says it melts yeah. um yeah so they're a korean um immigrant family it's okay so the mom's name is young kwan she's an integral part of chris's story um and she is also a part founder of pocket latte so it's her yeah. it's this mother-son Aww. gig oh that's sweet it's really sweet so they i'm so sad that there's not more information about them so like the the small amount of information i found made me fall in love with them Aww. as people and i was like oh my gosh i can't wait to learn so much more about them and that was it that's where my paper trail kind of ended was Aww. with like this one article so Aww. i like dug and dug and did my best Aww. um but i want to know so much more about them so maybe we can i don't know do like be fun if we could do like a little bonus episode where I just interview him and ask him all my questions and like get to know him and become friends with him. Um, his name, I, Chris, so I think his birth name is Chris Chun, but on his LinkedIn it says Chris Young. Okay. And so then I thought maybe this was like a Korean pronunciation thing and maybe it is. I don't actually know, but then I did see something when I was doing some research about Korean pronunciations and I saw somewhere like Chun is still pronounced Chun. I don't know. I don't know Korean. So anyways, Chris Chun slash Young. I'll just call him Chris. (laughs) Pocket Latte, it was founded by Chris along with his mom, Young Kwan. It was founded not that long ago, only in 2018. And they got their start on Kickstarter Okay. Where they raised twelve thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Not an uns- insane amount of money, right? Yeah. Okay. They raised twelve thousand dollars, and then they were selling their pocket lattes at. Uh, the, and there's this LA farmers market called Smorgasburg, and <laughs> isn't it fun? <laughs> so it's like a weekly um, farmers market, and it's just like a bunch of different vendors. You've got craft vendors and all different types of food vendors, and it just sounds like a smorgasbord of whatever Mm -hmm. handcrafted you know things so they did that and that's That's where they really developed a lot got really popular so chris has a fun story he his mom was an immigrant uh single mother Mm. um and so he saw her really struggle like growing up trying to make ends meet and to for him and his sibling i think it's a sister and so the struggle is real. He didn't want to struggle. He wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, he dropped out of college, and he was working in a restaurant, and that's when he decided he no longer wanted to work for anyone again. So this is when he was a young man. Um, that's usually what does it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so he was super motivated. He saw how hard his mom worked, so he wanted to create the sort of company that could get his mom out of this cycle of working hard and working towards something meaningful uh-huh. um, and something stable. So he wanted to create a company that could support him and give his mom a full-time job. Hmm. And so that was basically it. That was his goal. He used up all of his savings to start one, the first of three businesses. So he started three businesses. They didn't really work out. Took whatever he had left, um, and decided Pocket Latte was going to be what the thing. What were the other businesses? I don't do you know? know. This is one of my interview questions that I want to ask him. <laughs> That's funny. I couldn't find out. I mean, I don't know. They probably were something like. I mean, he's a young man, right? He's right. like not. He's he's dropped out of college age. So mm-hmm. like, what does some nineteen year old kid start it's like who knows it's probably something dumb yeah pocket Uh, ramen (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but he was introduced to the idea of chocolate of a chocolate coffee bar when a friend gave him a homemade chocolate bar that had ground coffee in it. Um, huh. He was like, hmm, this is an interesting idea, even though it's like old as fuck, like I've seen so many of those. But for this young guy, this was like a pretty novel idea. Uh-huh. And he was like, this is kind of gross, though. It's just like full of ground coffee. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, that's still how some... Yeah. Uh, yeah, chocolate bars are. Most of them are. Right. Yeah, they're just ground chocolate. So he was like, hmm, I wonder if I could make a chocolate bar with brewed coffee instead of like this ground up coffee. Okay. Um, and something that tastes more like coffee than chocolate. So he was like, I wonder if I could make like an edible coffee bar, not just a chocolate bar. Oh, my God. I cannot wait mm-hmm. to taste these. Um, and so eventually he, he like... I guess he went back to college, and while he was in college, I don't know if he went away to college or if it was like a community college, but while he was in college, um, he just, he was exploring this pocket latte idea, and uh, by day, he was going to his classes and then working on his prototypes at night. Um, it was really challenging, as you can imagine, because cocoa butter is an oil-based product, and coffee is a water-based product, mm. and yeah. those two don't really mix very well, so yeah. he has an idea. But it does not work. So he's trying over and over again. He's super frustrated. Um, he's like, you know what? I'm just like, fuck this. I'm not going to do it. And so like, he's like right there at the edge of quitting. And then like that week that he was like basically like I'm done. He's like, let me just give it like one more shot. He came up with one more idea. And that was the idea that worked. Um, so this is uh, like really interesting. It's. Made of cocoa butter, but it doesn't have the cocoa pow- cocoa powder. So what he's done is um, he replaces that cocoa powder element with coffee. Like um, coffee powder? Like instant coffee? Yeah. Well, it doesn't really say exactly. Huh. So it says each bar, um, each bar is made with a proprietary blend called the, it's a trademark actually, pocket latte coffee blend. And it's cocoa butter, Arabica coffee, and natural caffeine from coffee. I'm wondering if he took the idea of chocolate and used like instant or something like that. That would be if I were trying to make this, I would use instant uh-huh. powdered coffee because uh-huh. that's pretty similar. Um, hmm. And then he's and then used, adds the caffeine to get to the yeah exactly to get the number to yeah a cup of coffee okay right. the common ingredient in all of them is cane sugar sunflower lecithin and salt and then you might have um, the cream flavor there's like a coffee maybe and there's cream. like espresso or something that he's using then because isn't lecithin an emulsifier it is an emulsifier yeah so maybe he's mixing it in but you still liquid. might want like a stabilizer still though even if you just take straight cocoa butter that's not a stabilized product yeah. so you, like the sunflower lecithin would be a stabilizer to kind of Probably uh, to help with like melting too, right. I would guess, because cocoa butter is so sensitive to heat. I so. mean, most regular chocolate does have soy lecithin mm-hmm. usually, right? Yeah. To keep it okay. stable, it, yeah. Okay. So he uses sunflower because he wants to avoid GMO. He wants to do as much organic as he can. That's um, so the, the coffee and cream version also has non-fat milk, probably powdered. Uh, the dark version and the hazelnut and the lavender all have cashew in them as well. Mm. The dark does have some ground coffee in it. Um, 
the the vanilla lavender one has little lavender Ooh. bits in it. It's all sounding delicious. Yes. And then they have a hazelnut flavor that contains natural flavor, which I'm assuming is hazelnut. I want to try them all. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm starting. How much longer? <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there, guys. So this is what I find really interesting about this company too. So yeah, he's been successful. He has given his mom a full time job. She's listed as a founder on their website. Mm. Um, they have another founder listed on their website named Lynn, but I couldn't really figure out who she was. Like maybe I sister. I don't, it could have been a sister, perhaps. I, that's what I thought was maybe his sister. Uh, that would make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but it did not specifically say that. There's really, even like me perusing on LinkedIn. I mean, I fucking logged into my LinkedIn account, guys. <laughs> I don't fucking do that. Yeah, that's how you know Jenny did seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm logging into LinkedIn. So he has a very like strong LinkedIn pro- uh, presence. Oh. But yeah, so this is what I find amazing about this company is that it just started him and his mom selling at the farmer's market, which is so fucking sweet to me. Like, what an amazing human being this guy is. He's like, I'm just going to start this company. And you look at the packaging and then the social media marketing and mm-hmm. all of these things. Like, I was like, surely I'm going to find some venture capital up in here. Yeah. And this is just some fucking startup like we've seen or some marketing company. But no, it's like a real grassroots effort still still so like according to what i found the most money that they have raised twenty five thousand dollars oh my gosh i don't know where that money came from kickstarter yeah well they or they raised twelve thousand on kickstarter because i googled their finances Mm -hmm. um so the only thing it said it this did not break down where the money came from but they have only raised twenty five thousand dollars from whatever sources that came from but they have grown to $2.8 million in sales per year. Wow. Yeah. And most of that is 7,500 retailers, and they're mostly C-store slash gift channels. So C-stores are like small, tiny independents. Okay. Um, slash gift stores. Okay. They sell on fair. They have cool. like a nice presence on fair. Yeah. I just saw that Hearth and Hammer in Batavia started selling pocket latte. Amazing. In their store. They're not even in large chains like Whole Foods yet. That's something that they're currently working on and working towards. So they have established their entire business with other small businesses. That's great. It's really cool. I'm like so proud of their story and I really admire them so much for their hard work and their dedication. Inspirational. Yeah. And them doing it themselves. It's really cool. Right. Um, Plus one thing. That's a lot of growth for, for, you know, from nothing to 2.8 million in sales in like a few years. I yeah. think this kid's a fucking hustler. Damn. <laughs> For real. He is Were a they in fucking Shark Tank? hustler. Was there any sort of like, Not you know, a, national mm-hmm. presence that they got? Oh, wow. well, that's really impressive. Fucking that's crazy. straight grassroots. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, if there is, I couldn't find it on the internet. And usually that stuff's pretty, yeah. you can usually easily find that's that sort of information. Of yeah. yeah. But you figure like what it is, it's like, it's such a, it's like a cute, small, novel product. Like there's literally no other product that's just like this out there. The packaging is great. It's so cute. They've Mm -hmm. done such a great job with that. Um, And I think what they've done is just taken their profits and reinvested it in the business really in a smart way. And if it's just him, his mom, and potentially a sister starting out, all that money is just they don't they once the three of them living under the same roof are surviving yeah they just put that can put that money right back into advertising and like more they were making it all themselves so oh my god this is so great it's really cool 
Um, so what they do is they uh, they market their product as an alternative to coffee and as a better alternative, not an alternative to your cup of coffee in the morning, but more like an alternative to maybe your afternoon cup of coffee. I did listen to a podcast episode with him and he said that like he still drinks his morning cup of coffee, like a regular cup of coffee. He says that's great. He loves it. But in the afternoon, he likes to enjoy a pocket latte. And most people will go out and get like a latte or with a piece of chocolate or whatever. This is a nice way to kind of get caffeinated. He does want to replace things like energy drinks, energy snacks, mm-hmm. things that are full of chemicals and like who knows what else. Because this is just very natural, organic, non-GMO, like as pure as possible. Um, the high fat content of the bars, it helps slow the absorption of caffeine. So you don't have that super high and then that crash. So it's kind of like a slow burn of energy, which is cool. And then, like I said before, each bar contains the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. It's it's 121 milligrams and the sugar's not horrible. It's only nine to 12 grams of sugar per bar. Okay. Which I that's think... That's not bad. That's a granola bar or a... Yeah. Yeah. That's in the realm of it's like, it's, uh, you can eat one and not like, and not feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look at so many, even, you know, if you grab like a Hershey's chocolate bar or something, it's like, I feel like more sugar. So it's not terrible. Um, I mean, a kombucha has got like 12 grams if you're lucky. Well, and let's think yeah. about like ready to drink or ready to consume coffee products that we've tried even on this podcast. Oh, like gosh. 40 grams of sugar. Right. Yeah. Easily. Energy drinks, Easily. too, are the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah. you're looking for something that's a little bit sweet, something that's going to get you through the afternoon slump. Like, this is kind of the perfect thing, really. I'm convinced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can we get into it now? Yeah, so that's really... <laughs> I know. For it's been the 17th time. I know. I'm like, ready. So, yeah, I think it. it's... I love this innovative idea of how he's taken the chocolate-making process and, like, just substituted the I'm sold. Cocoa. I'm convinced. Let's it's try so it. It's so cool. I'm so excited. I know. Do you I'm guys have it. any questions? No, it's great. <laughs> Do you guys love this guy as much as I do? Yes. yes, We love him. Very very cool. Yes, let's go. And you know what's great is that... um, I want to try the lavender if we have it. Well, you know what? You get to actually try all of them because we got a a pack. We got the variety pack that they sell on their website. And it's uh, 12 bars of four flavors, which means... Three, one for each of us. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's I'm so 30 excited. grams of sugar. I shouldn't eat three. You don't right need now. to eat four cups of coffee, anyways. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Well, do we just want to split? Yeah. Or I'll are we? It. Well, you know what? You. No, I'm going to hand these out because we got to take them home with us. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I know I'm already yeah. home, but I'm so excited. You know, it's like we never on this podcast get to talk about like a really successful company. That doesn't fucking suck. Hey, you know, we've had a couple. We've had Who? a couple. Who's been $2.8 million in sales successful yeah. without being completely immoral? What about that bean fruit company? hes I don't think he's got $2.8 million in sales. He's more on, like, our level. Yeah. These are really cute. What flavor are we? Are you starting with the lavender because you're most excited yeah, that's about what it? I for sure. Mm. Well, I want to start with... I personally want to start with cream and sugar because... That's the one I'm most interested in. What do you... How about this? Why don't we talk about which ones do we want to start with? Which one's most interesting oh to you, Oh, my Steph? gosh. Well, the lavender is super interesting to me, but well, that's why I was thinking I'll I would save you. it for last. Okay. <laughs> oh, and let me say one thing about $2.8 in sales. Just because they had $2.8 ma- in sales doesn't mean that they 
put $2.8 million in their pocket. Because you look at this, they have all of these certifications, they have this packaging, they have barcodes. There is so much money that they've had to reinvest to even, like, say, get non-GMO certified mm-hmm. to get all of these different... You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. they're probably reinvesting a ton of money. They do have some employees now um, to help with manufacturing, uh, but they're doing it. Proud of them. It's cool. And oh. they, it's just so cute, this package. It's great. Like oh. I said, locally, you can go buy this at Hearth and Hammer in Batavia. Mm. I saw it there recently. You can buy Modest Coffee there, too. But <laughs> Do you want to try this lavender one? I wanna, I'm going to start... With cream and sugar. I'm hoping that this lives up to what I want it to live up to. Oh, darn. I shouldn't have opened cream and sugar. I should have taken Why? Oh. No, these are all ours. You can save the rest of yours for later. Okay. So it looks like a co- chocolate bar, but it's not 100% so like a cute. chocolate bar. It smells like coffee. It does. And that was something I read also is that it's supposed to smell and taste like coffee, not necessarily chocolate. I like that a lot. The coffee and cream or whatever. Yeah, that coffee flavor mm-hmm. is so strong. Mm. Yeah, so on that itself, like the top half of it says pocket latte, and then the bottom half has two squares that say one-fourth and then a little picture icon of a cup of coffee so that you know it's like one-fourth of a cup. That's perfect. We can eat one-fourth of each bar. Mm, it that means- is really good. It's a little bit... um. It's a little bit bitter. Like, you get just, like, a hint of bitter, which is not – that's not a criticism. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Mm. It's got a good chocolate coffee flavor. It's so creamy. Mm. So there's no chocolate in this? It's just all coffee and cocoa butter? Mm-hmm. It's no chocolate. No, None of the cocoa powder. It's all cocoa butter. Wow. Except for the dark, that actually has... Uh, no, wait, no, the dark didn't. The dark has the coffee in it, coffee grounds. Oh, man. Well, I approve of this. Mm. How much was this variety pack of 12 bars? Oh, that's a good question. I did have the pricing, but let me look it back up again. So if you go on their website, you'll get a 12-pack, and that 12-pack will cost you, yeah, twenty three eighty eight. Okay. So about $2 a square. Which is... Less than you're paying if you're going out for coffee. This is really good. What flavor are you trying next? The dark roast? I want to try the dark roast. I think I like the dark roast more than the cream and sugar. I think I like the coffee and the um, the like, coffee flavor more. It seems like, because it's still sweet. It's got a really nice balance. Can I say one thing, too, that I've been really enjoying a lot lately, which is actually, it's like a liquid pocket latte. <laughs> I guess it could be considered a bulletproof coffee where I'm taking like hot chocolate, like half coffee, half milk, microwaving it, and then um, put, putting microwaving it with some cocoa butter and then using like a little blender to like emulsify it all. Oh. And that's been really tasty. Mm. And this reminds me of that drink Yum. that I've been making. I made you one just the other day, Marcus. How was it? Oh, that was good. So it turns out to be like a cocoa butter, I guess, what is that? Bulletproof cocoa butter? kind of what this is i also like that on the packaging it has like a little it has a meter so it says sweetness and then five dots oh, and I caffeine that. I like that too. and five dots that it could all be filled in to kind of tell you a little bit to help you understand when i was researching about him was that he felt like at first he was kind of getting like he was trying to do like food um like food trade shows and stuff to kind of market himself out there and he was kind of getting pigeonholed 
for being Asian, which kind of gave me like an interesting, like something that, you know, in America we should think about, like, They'd be like, oh, tell me, like, are these Asian bars? Are these Asian somehow? Like, they, huh. everybody expected him to. And I, and then I started wondering if maybe that's why there's not a ton of information out there on him and, like, whatever. I don't know. He just, he, he like, got really kind of, I don't want to, what would it be when you get really sensitive about being stereotyped? Like yeah, yeah, so he kind of felt like he had to, in the beginning, tamp down his Asian-ness when in, deal, in business dealings because people expected, did not expect this product from somebody who was Asian. Isn't that ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So it's just like another hurdle that Asian Americans have to kind of face in business that they're automatically going to be assumed that they need to be doing an Asian product. Right. Whether they want to or not. Right. The interesting thing to me, though, is that chocolate is, like, this chocolate bar, after my research on Korea, is about as Korean as it could be. Hmm. Well, I like the dark better also. I don't know that there's a huge difference in flavor, but there is maybe a little less sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I do feel like that's a, that's a fair, like, criticism, if there is one here, is that they do all taste pretty similar, even the lavender um, which I don't know if you've had that one I yet. I haven't gotten to that one yet. It's got a like really very light floral. Mm. Um, lav- lavender's there for sure, but it's very like light floral um, aromatic in taste, but it's still got that sweet kind of cocoa buttery, chocolatey coffee thing undertone mm-hmm. that's present throughout. And that's yeah. great. It's good. I'm trying to find, like, I when I was doing the research, I saw somewhere that it said that the dark had more coffee in it. Or like coffee grounds or something, but I'm not tasting that and I'm not seeing it on the packaging. It just... I love the concept though. Like the concept of like having one of these as your afternoon cup of coffee. It's enough sweetness, it's enough sugar, it's enough fat to kind of sustain you through the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, I love that too. Because I definitely in the afternoons want like something sweet, mm-hmm. caffeinated. Yeah. Usually something like in the chocolate realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could go for one of these for sure. It's like, and also too, I I have been wanting a cup of coffee, which is interesting because I'm like, you know, like it is kind of the afternoon right now, and so mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling that afternoon sluggish. Now I'm good. I don't even want a cup of coffee anymore. I'm mm-hmm. like good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so easy too, because like I don't always want to make something, but I'm freaking tired. I got to get through the end of the day. Yeah, just pop grab, one of these. Grab a pocket latte. I might drive that. home from work. Yeah, you can munch that up. Super convenient. Mm. I love that it says ready to eat, you know, because there's that big push in our grocery industry mm. for everything's ready to drink. Mm. You yeah, know? And that's so cute. I love that. That's cute and clever. Ready to eat coffee. Oh, I am tasting the vanilla. Yeah, or the vanilla lavender. It's very. I think it has a very strong lavender flavor. I do too. I don't know if I love this one. Mm. It's um, it's very floral. I I don't know. I don't like it as much as the plain ones <laughs> so the lavender one i think it's okay i don't love it either but i don't dislike it i probably wouldn't buy it but trying it right now i'm not Guys, offended. i just figured this out it's the raff <laughs> <laughs> which episode was that that was the ukraine special episode yeah. wait no or was it was it this when did uh, we talk about the raff i feel no. like we talked about it a couple times it came up more than once i think it came it came, first stuff first it's, presented it to us yeah that's I don't why remember it's a, what episode that's that's that was. 
Oh my gosh, you guys. I cannot remember. Even the things that I say, I have no recollection of. We're going to have to go back and listen to every episode and figure that out. That's funny. But, what is, but is it lavender vanilla flavored, this one bar? Or is it lavender honey? This bar is lavender vanilla. Okay. All right. The last one we have to try is hazelnut. The, my, the back of the hazelnut package looks different. Oh, it says cat, coffee roast, um, two and a half beans. Okay, so they changed it up. You know what they probably did? They probably decided to redesign their packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just happens <laughs> Halfway to be... Halfway through the run. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like the hazelnut is maybe the one that they ran out of the original packaging of first. And then... So no, this it's 38% is the, less sugar, too, it says on it. Than a regular chocolate bar. Oh, than the leading brand. The best buy date is later on this hazelnut than it is on the others. So this is the new packaging. Yeah. Oh, do I have the same? Because I. Do you have an old hazelnut? Do I have an old hazelnut? Let's see the back of it. It doesn't have the tiny do coffee ha- beans. It has a ca- tiny coffee. Yeah, beans. that's the new packaging, and this old one is the one that has the little dots. Oh. Get it? Now I see. And this one here, like you can see how they redesigned. Um, Got they're it. real. They like. Added those little lightning bolts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a packaging redesign. So, yeah, you can tell that they're, like, constantly trying to change and evolve um, as well. It's clean energy, real coffee, and delicious chocolate. And they did come out now. He did come out with something new, um, some sort of new product. This is actually with that podcast episode I was listening to. They came out with um, chocolate oat milk-coated almonds. Chocolate coated almonds with oat milk i don't know these ones he said were going to be are a little bit more asian inspired Mm. we've got matcha vietnamese coffee flavored Mm. mango yuzu and black sesame okay coated almonds interesting Mm -hmm. and are those caffeinated as well i think they are yeah wow let me wow that is like a real afternoon snack right there yeah right holy cow Okay, so the hazelnut is good. I think I like the just like the plain coffee flavors better than the flavored flavors. But it's interesting that this contains cashew and natural flavor. Mm-hmm. No hazelnut. Yeah. Huh. I think, yeah. So the natural flavor, I believe, is probably the hazelnut flavor. Yeah, natural it ha- hazelnut. Hazelnutty, for sure. Yeah. Cashew, I think. Um, so cashew is in all of them except for the cream and sugar. Mm-hmm. The cream and sugar has milk instead, has non-fat milk. Oh, so the cashew is just like a smoothing. I think so. Like cashew mm-hmm. milk. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It just says cashew. It doesn't say cashew butter or cashew yeah. milk. It just says cashew. Mm. Right. But it's probably like, it's probably like that cashew paste after you let it sit in water can thicken up like that. Mm. Like kind Could of be. Yeah. Something. Who knows? I yeah. like the hazelnut. I do like that hazelnut flavor. That's good. I think the hazelnut is good as well. Well, um... Which you know, this is, these are all good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all have different has... favorites, which is interesting because I think. Um, You're yeah. a lavender guy. I yeah. think I like the lavender. I like the dark too. Mm-hmm. I think that, that one has a good flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Which one's your favorite? I think my favorite is cream and sugar or dark. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm not as big on the flavored ones. The flavored ones are still good. Mm-hmm. Out of the flavored ones, I think I like hazelnut better than lavender. Mm. The lavender almost had like a mint Minty. Yes, I thought so too. I thought maybe I was imagining that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think that's maybe something to do with the lavender. Yeah, I, I think, think lavender. the lavender's got a little like antiseptic taste. Mm. Like minty. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, Jenny. That's exactly my order. I like the probably dark and then milk and then hazelnut. Mm. Yeah. I'd probably go for the the dark and the milk taste so similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I'd do. I'd probably go for the dark because of the slightly lower sugar content. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they're both very tasty. Yeah. They're all pretty good. They're all about the same. Yeah. I think the, yeah. I think they're, they're all enjoyable. And if we're going to look at like who this is for, you know, I think anybody that's that, that drinks a cup of coffee in the afternoon, like mm-hmm. could benefit from one of these, somebody on the go, somebody that wants to throw one in their, in their bag or whatever, like that'd be a great, like pick me up for sure. Oh, I feel pretty definitely. Good. If you like, if you're looking for energy, I would say for sure, keep one of these in your bag and you don't have to, like, I will admit there have been times where I'm out doing, like, deliveries or something, and I'm super tired trying to drive home from wherever I'm at, and it's the afternoon, and I have, a couple of times in my life, gone to a Starbucks drive-thru. <gasps> I know. I know. But if I had a pocket latte in my purse, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to do that. That's right. Because, yeah. like, when you're out in the middle of the suburbs driving, where are you going to go? You know what I mean? You're going to go to Bubo on the corner of North Avenue and 59. <laughs> in West Chicago. In West Chicago. By that time, I'm back to the warehouse. <laughs> there are lots of places locally, but when I'm in some far-flung, random-ass place, and I'm driving past yeah. a Starbucks drive through and I'm mm-hmm. like, I got an hour to drive home, I will go to that drive through because it's convenient. But that having a pocket latte in my purse is even more convenient. Yeah. And... And I'm also the type that would do like a Red Bull or I would do an energy drink if I needed one in the afternoon. But no, like I've had this and it's settled in. I'm like, I'm good. I'm feeling perked. We should drink some alcohol just to do it. Oh, <laughs> right. You can't mix whiskey into these. That's the only yeah. uh, downside. It I doesn't guess. need it. It doesn't need it. It's but very tasty. We could open that Bourbon County. What, who do you who do you think this coffee's for? You know, I um I love the idea of a coffee that I just can't share with my children. It's just for me. Ah, a yeah. Chocolate. Did I say a coffee? It's yeah. a chocolate. Close enough. The kids just aren't allowed to eat. I like that. I would put one of these in my purse right next to the cannabis gummies, and then I'm ready <laughs> for whatever my day brings. Yeah, that's you're great. ready for anything. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Love it. Good to be prepared. Yeah, I think these are, I mean, pretty much for anyone. They're so great. They're so tasty and convenient. Yeah, and they're not that expensive, too. Yeah. So there's, that's great, too. So I would highly recommend. Plus, I feel like it, like supporting this company is really supporting somebody like that. You're like your money is going to somebody who's doing something good. Yeah, yeah that's a cool. legit small business. Yeah, like that. and yeah. somebody who's just trying to make it work and is clearly a fucking hustler. Mm-hmm. Like to... Be able to get that much success without taking on major investors is huge. Yeah, that's really cool. Big like deal. that recover, like that takes a lot of just hard work, grit, and like reinvestment in making a lot of sacrifices to be able to reinvest into your business. That um, farmers market in LA must be good too. It's probably year round too. Smorgasburg, oh yeah, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. The weather's always, per- you know, always. I nice. think it is year round. In <laughs> fact, if you guys need me to go sell modest coffee in LA at the farmers market, maybe maybe that's actually to success. It's, it's the one farmers market I'll work. Yeah, <laughs> Smorgasburg. I think it's like an afternoon market too. It's perfect, perfect. for you. Oh gosh, these are so much easier to haul than like uh, cold brew. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so go get you one of these. So yeah, so Pocket Latte, you can buy it on their website, which is pocketlatteithink.com. You can buy it um, if you're a, if you're somebody who is a small business owner, you can buy it on Fair um, and sell it in we your should, own we shop. We should carry these in our shop. 
Buy mean, them on I could. You know what? It's <laughs> not a bad idea. I, know. I mean, I okay. I would, I would sell these. Potentially, you might be able to buy a modest <laughs> coffee soon. <laughs> uh, like I said before, locally at Hearth and Hammer, um, and uh, possibly at Whole Foods soon. But you know what? Don't fucking buy it at Whole Foods <laughs> if it even gets there. But then again, on the other hand, if you buy it at Whole Foods, you support the small business, but you support Jeff Bezos. I guess Nobody wants to support Jeff Bezos. If we want to give some advice to the pocket latte Chris, maybe just like watch out selling you a big company. Yeah. Watch out. And maybe <sighs> improve your quality of coffee, like working with another small business. You know? <laughs> yeah. Where does he get his coffee, I wonder? Yeah. I don't know. Right. I mean, if it's powdered, you're going to have to start making instant. Yeah. That's fine. We'll just have an employee of the month grind it. You know what? If Chris wanted to buy our coffee, I would invest in the equipment to dehydrate our coffee okay. and sell it to him. Yeah, that's great. So, so Chris, open invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're here for you. Yeah. If you want an award-winning coffee roaster in yeah. those bars. Yeah, baby. We'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it, too. Well, I do love it. But, uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't want to change it, that's fine, too. You know, you're doing, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Marcus <laughs> has to be a little modest, too. That's fine. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for uh, being here, listening to us. Thanks for your patience in this one-week delay. We'll be – next week we'll have another episode, so you'll get kind of like week – we're making up for it. We're staying yeah. on schedule. We're going to be right back in another week with another episode. And uh, Marcus is on the path to healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's right. here. He's not even bandaged up. If you zoom in on the Instagram photo and you want to be a little nosy, you can see. Yeah. His his thumb makes its naked debut. Coffee nub <laughs> out. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us for a whole year, you guys. We love you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.